So Magic Mile Media, basically what we, we do are uh, social media managing, consulting, live stream. We do uh, video production like we live streamed the North North graduation last year at the football field. That was my team that was behind uh, behind all the cameras and the equipment and the live stream. I don't know if anybody saw that, but that was us on the field out there that day. Um, we've done basketball games. We do, uh, I was on a call with somebody out of Charlotte yesterday. We're gonna help him with an email uh, campaign for his for his company. So we do a lot of different things, text messaging. There's a, there's a lot of things that we do. So on that, you basically went to like a landing page, right? Is it Linktree, is that what we use? And, and through Linktree, you'd be able to click on several different things. But we do everything from web designing to social media to text messages to live stream to video production. So we do a lot of different a lot of different things. Uh, so we have a lot of fun with it too. And actually, this card right here, uh, do you know whose idea of uh, this, this card? Who's it, whose idea it was? You. Nope. Uh, Y'all remember Gracie Heron? She, she graduated last year, is that now the app? This was her idea. She worked with me for two years or so. She actually interned with me a couple summers ago and then was, uh, kept working with me. Uh, we were talking one day about, as a team, about if we were sitting at a restaurant, how do we tell somebody about Magic Mile Media? And so I had the idea of a card and then she said, well, I think I know how to pull it off. And so this is what, this is what ended up happening through that using a QR code which by the way, years ago were really cool and then they just kind of faded away. And then once phones kind of got back into this idea of you can just take a camera and it, and it pops up the webpage, it started working again. So that's why we decided to do it that way because there's, I can only say so much when I'm seeing somebody at a restaurant, maybe maybe they'll scan it and, it, and be able to get to learn a little bit more about us. Does that, does that make sense? Very simple way of doing it. Um, so <clears throat> that's us. So five years ago, I started uh, uh, Magic Mile Media does anybody remember Hurricane Matthew by chance? So I was mayor during Matthew and I was also in commission only sales. Does anybody know what commission only sales means? It means I only make money if I sell something, right? So I, 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 I make money if I sell him this, this phone, but if I don't sell him this phone, I don't make money, right? That's commission only sales. It's different than having like a job where whether you pass or not, he's gonna get paid, yep. right? But he is incentivized to make sure y'all do well, right? So that is a job. I was in a commission only sale. So I only ate if I sold something, but it also meant that I had to sell it right because I didn't want to tell somebody that I see an FBI hat. I mean, I, I didn't want to tell somebody, hey, I'm the FBI, you better buy this thing from me if, or, or else. You couldn't, you gotta have some ethics in what you do in business. But what happened to me was my income completely tanked because during a flood, who are you gonna to call to sell anything? Everybody's more worried about their house or the, the, the family or whatever. And so at that time, I started doing some self-reflection going, what am I really good at? And at the time I was pretty good at social media and I was a leader. So I knew that I could talk to business owners and that I understood social media. So guess what I started doing? I started figuring out how to help business owners navigate this world of social media. So y'all grew up with Snapchat, right? I mean, y'all been snapping for a decade, more or less. Um, most business owners, they're their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. That's not something that they grew up doing. Like, I remember when, 
y'all don't have a TV in the room? I mean, I remember the day, does anybody know Anderson Cooper? He's on CNN, you ever heard that name? I remember the day he came on Channel One. You remember that, Brittany? I sure do. When he came on Channel One and was talking about this thing called the Information Superhighway. Like, so I'm old enough to remember before the internet, uh, which is aging myself quite a bit. I'm sorry. Uh, so, so what I basically figured out what I could do is help business owners navigate this idea of how do I communicate with you? How do I communicate with Ms. Harrison? How do I communicate with somebody like me who's willing to buy or, or engage with your company on social media? Because not, all, not a lot of them do it. So when you think about planning a business, the first thing I had to do was go, is there a market for what I'm talking about? So uh, I'm gonna see if I can, I'm gonna pull up something, something I've never shown before, okay? So if you share this or take screenshots, I'm coming after you, I'm kidding. So this was the logo I had my business partner create, Magic Mile Media Incorporated. We are a C Corp, which means we have shareholders. I'll talk to you about that in a second if I get a chance. So this is what I, what I started figuring out. I said, most small businesses are lucky to have posted on any social media platform in the last three days, three weeks, or three months. And how can I be so sure about that? Because I actually looked at several, about four, five, six businesses in our area that I was like, of course, this business should have a social media profile because they do ABC for the community and everybody knows who they are. Of course, they've got social media presence. And what I found is that if they even had a page, they don't post to it regularly, which means their page is very ineffective. Wouldn't you agree with that? Like, why do you have a page if you're not posting to it? And so that was the first thing is that they were lucky to even post it to, to those. Come on in. Um, so in other words, I thought of it as I've got a presence online, but that's about it, right? Another one was that most of them have no written strategy or best practices. So in other words, they, they're not being intentional about their social media presence, and so I decided, well, how, how can I help fix that? Um, the third one, uh, interesting for y'all, I'll, I'll just hire a teenager, a college student, or owner's kid to kind of play around on social media because they really don't know what it is. doesn't mean that you're not capable of helping them. They just don't understand the power of what social media is. Even to this day, I still find this to be very true, which is why we're still in business. Um, and some, some owners have their own Facebook profiles, but have never really applied that to the business world. Let me ask you a question. If, if I'm on social media, that means one thing, but if my business is on social media, don't you think I'm gonna be posting something a little bit different for the business than I am for myself? Like for me, my family went, we went to Bush Gardens, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before last. Don't you think I'm gonna post pictures of Bush Gardens, right? But am I gonna do that on my Magimile Media Facebook page? No. Why not? For business? It makes no sense for, for my customers, for my clients, for my potential customers to go to my Facebook page, and my, my business Facebook page, and see pictures of a Bush Gardens trip, right? Does it make sense? Because I'm talking as a business. Y'all understand what I'm saying there? Okay. Uh, so I started looking at the market on that, and here are some facts that I've, I've figured out um, that most traditional advertising sources, the yellow pages, anybody know what a yellow page is? Anybody ever seen the yellow pages? Has anybody ever, have you heard of the yellow pages before? Nobody's ever heard of the yellow pages before. Fantastic. Because, I, have you ever heard of a phone book? Okay. In the back of the phone book are yellow pages. The yellow pages were basically the advertisements of businesses. 
if you wanted automotive or you wanted construction, it was listed by category. And somebody bought an ad in the yellow pages so that when you were looking for construction or automotive, their ad would appear, right? The days of the yellow pages are gone. You know why? Because we all got these devices. We don't have as landlines as much anymore. So that was one major shift in the market. People used to buy advertising to be in the yellow pages because everybody had a landline, right? They don't anymore. We started using these about 15, 20 years ago. Uh, social media share and advertising budgets was expected to double. The average salary for at that time for social media coordinators was uh, for a medium was 46,000. Public relations companies spent you know four, five, six grand a month on social media. Uh, and and the, the trends in social media advertising were growing. So that was one thing I noticed. When I ran for mayor, I ran at 25. I was so excited about this idea of being the mayor at 25 and serving my, my, my hometown that I knocked on every single door I possibly could. Like, I, was, I, I door knocked for hours every week. Go up there, knock on the door, nobody's home, I left them something, they even signed it. Sorry I missed you, BJ knock on the door of somebody's home, and then I got to speak to them. Hey, my name is B.J. Murphy, and I'm running for mayor. Well, why are you running for mayor? You're, you're just a kid, right? And then I had these conversations over and over and over again. But here's what I found out, that not everybody whose door I knocked on is actually going to vote in a mayoral election. Like 75 80% of the population will vote in a presidential year, but in a city election, they don't vote. It's like 25% will be lucky to vote this year. So in other words, I wasted a lot of my time on people who were never going to vote. I did not define my, my target market that well. Does that make sense? So if I'm going to go in business, I need to define who actually is most likely to buy from me. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's basically what I did here, is I realized that I didn't need to deal with companies, I didn't need to deal with large companies, that I, I need to focus on small businesses, uh, that did fairly well in their annual revenue, uh, and I even had a secondary market of media personalities, etc. cetera. Uh, this was me many years ago, skinny with a tie. I don't wear ties anymore. Uh, my business partner, Brandon, uh, Brandon Potter, he's a photographer in downtown Kinston. He's the one who designed this logo, and uh, we've been friends for, for many years. We worked at the sports shop together. Um, he was actually a South North kid, so don't hold that against him either. Um, but basically, we just said, you know, what is it about us? How is it that we know about social media? Because I was actually taking this document and going to potential investors and say, can you invest in our company? Here's all the work we've done to showcase who we are and what we're doing. Um, that was my original what we do. Um, so basically what we were doing in the beginning, where we were giving free consultations, we did a customized strategy guide and then just as important, we would help implement the strategy guide. So basically, we would go into a company and say, uh, ABC Tire Supply, you know, here is, here's your business website right now. Here is your Facebook page. Here's what you do for a living. Here's all the things that you're missing uh, and when it comes to social media. And then we say, well, if you hired us to do it, this is exactly how we would implement a social media strategy for your business. And then we would say, would you mind hiring us? So here's one problem I had when it came to money. Someone said earlier, we're talking about entrepreneurs. I'm gonna show you the actual dollars and cents my first four years in business. I think it might blow you away, actually. Um, 
when I would talk to business owners, I said that I came from a commission only background. So I said, I don't want to do that. I want to figure out how somebody's going to pay me month in and month out, whether we have a hurricane or not. Does that make sense? Ever heard of something called a retainer? Who uses a retainer? What profession is mostly known for using retainers? Anybody know? Dennis? Mm -hmm. Not too far off though. Anybody want to take a guess who uses a retainer? Lawyers. So basically, business owners put a lawyer on retainer, they pay that lawyer month in and month out, and if the business owner needs them, the lawyer basically, basically just deducts their hours from that monthly retainer and then they, they settle up at the end of the year. Sometimes you owe the attorney more. Uh, sometimes the attorney owns you. I doubt they ever pay them back for it, but that's just the way it is. Uh, but the, the idea was to have a retainer where somebody was paying you no matter if you did anything or not. There, there comes with a certain level of expectations with that, right? And so I said, if I'm going to start this business, I need to hurricane-proof my own income. Whether we have a hurricane or a flood or not, I need to make sure that my family's still going to eat, that we can do the things we want to do, right? So that's what I did. I set up a retainer uh, model based based on that. Um, let's see. I did a uh, I did some market research. I looked at who my competition was. I mean, if you're going to go into business, you need to know who your competitors are, right? I mean, if you're going to open up a nail salon, you need to know whether or not there's a nail salon right around the corner from where you are, right? It would affect your income. It would affect your ability to drive people to come to your business to actually spend money with you, right? So that's what I did. I said, well, who are some of the companies that are out there? Uh, I, I know of at least two of those are still in business today. Um, one thing that I did know though, see these di differentiators? I said, well, here's my competition. So what makes me different from my competition? And one thing that I, I noticed consistently is that most tech companies what they were they were like a website company or they were an it company who by the way we also do social media and i thought the other approach needed to happen that we needed to be a social media company and then oh by the way we do websites we can do photography we can do graphic design right so i took a different approach that we were a social first type of a company so i wanted to make sure that that's how i differentiated us can anybody guess what my first camera was for my business? What kind it was? Cell phone. This right here. It was me, an idea, and a cell phone. That's how I started my business. Has anybody heard of a SWOT analysis? If you go to business school, like I went, I went to the, this, now the College of Business, East Carolina. This was something that we studied and we learned that I still apply in my business every day. And I think it's something you can apply in your own life. Uh, whether it's through school or whatever activity you like to do. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are the opportunities and what are the threats? Like a strength I had was I had great relationships with business owners and I knew social media, right? A weakness is that I'm not as great at video, right? I understand it, but I'm not as great as Danny is on it, right? An opportunity is I know the market could use a company like us. A threat is but there are other companies not too far from us to do the same thing. Does that make sense? 
And so basically you just kind of go through, you take your personality out of it and you go, my own ego aside, here's my strengths, here are weaknesses, here are opportunities, here are threats. And by doing that, whether it's uh, here at school or with your, your uh, part-time thing or it's a business you want to start, it'll help you become better. Does that make sense for everybody? Uh, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a tool I still use today uh, often. So let me talk to you a little bit about how News News came to be and y'all think of a question or two if you want. Uh, News News came to be because, um, what time is your class then? Uh, we got till 19. Okay. Plenty of time. News News came to be because when I, I, I lost at 25, but then I turned around and won the mayor's race at 29, right? I won again at 33. And then uh, in between the first and second uh, time I was uh, that I served as mayor, we had Hurricane Irene, which was a windstorm. I, I used social media a lot during that point. It was, it was a good use of figuring out how to use this really cool thing called a cell phone and how Facebook works, Facebook Live works. In, imagine being in the operations center as a hurricane is going down, right? What's happening in that room as, as all the fire and police officials, emergency management folks, National Guard, all these people are in the same room communicating across the state with what's going on in the community. So I was in there and I actually went live on it. It was really cool. Then my, when Matthew came, I did the same thing and I've gotten better at it. So I was much better at social media at that point. So I used it a lot. But then the very next year after Matthew, I lost the mayor's race, right? And when I lost the mayor's race, I immediately went to my calendar and started deleting anything that was city related. I don't know if anybody used Google Calendar, but at that time, anything that was city related, it was, it was yellow or gold. And I just started deleting everything that was gold in my calendar. And it was upsetting because I lost, my ego took a hit, right? I was very humbled by that experience. But what I also realized was that I was saving about 15 to 20 hours a week. You gotta remember, it was just a year before that I started Imagine On Media. So I started putting all that extra time into Magical Media and helping to grow our monthly retained clients. Well, then a friend of mine reminded me that when we started Magical Media, we had all these great ideas. And one of them was this idea of uh, a competitor to the free press. Anybody heard of the free press? They're our local print paper, right? They're our local newspaper. Uh, I know it's called the free press and you got to pay for it, but that has more to do with the idea of having freedom of the press. Uh, and th that conversation happened in April. I lost in November. That conversation happened in April, and I went, Dang, you're right. We did talk about that. But I didn't have time before because I was serving as mayor and running business, right? Well, now I'm not serving as mayor. And I said, well, what if we could take everything that I don't like about our local paper and not do that? So one, Anybody ever gone to a website and you had a pop-up ad and your thumb's just a little bit too big so you actually click on the ad, not, not the X? Yeah, frustrating. I said, we're not doing that. So no pop-up ads. Yeah, and actually that hurts me because we actually get paid better on pop-up ads from a Google ad perspective on our website than we do anything else. But I said, we're not doing that. So, so none of that. The other thing was, you know the thing about, have you ever tried to go click on a story and read it? And it says you need to subscribe. It's a low monthly price of $9.99 a month, right? It's called a paywall. You actually have to pay to read it. So I'm not doing that either. Well, that doesn't make any sense, BJ. How can you provide news to people and not charge them for it? Right? 
I'm going to tell you on that. I'm going to hope someone's going to figure out how we did that. So I said no to that. The other thing that I did not like is that if I went, you ever gone to Lovett's Cafe or, or Smith's and you've seen the, the, uh, the newsstands out front, you got to put all the quarters in and you pull it down, you, you grab the paper out. We call it the, the, the top of the fold, the, the top two or three headlines on the newspaper. A lot of times, even, till, even to this day, a lot of times those top stories are federal or state in nature. Meaning right now, it's how President Biden is responding to the issue in Afghanistan, right? Or it's about the search for this young lady, right? Those are the top headlines, even in our local paper, right? Think about that for a second. National headlines are the top stories in our local paper. I didn't like that either. I wanted to do local stories, right? So I wanted it to be free, wanted no pop-up ads, and I wanted local stories. So we call it AP News, no AP News, Associated Press. They do a great service for our country by getting news spread out throughout the country, you read it, but I can learn about what President Biden is doing in Fox or CNN, MSNBC, Washington Post, New York Times, WRL all day long, right? I cannot find out whether or not North Number won the football game uh, in USA Today. Does that make sense? So that's what I decided to do. So can anybody guess how we how we pay for the business? If I'm gonna give something away for free, how in the world do I pay people to help me help me with it, help me write stories, help me do videos? Uh, we get sponsors to help with that, but yes, the school doesn't pay for that. We do we do it for the school for free. How, how will we do it? I just gave you a hint. Sponsors. So uh, if you catch your phone, go to newsnews.com on your phone and tell me the top two or three ads you see on that. Anybody? Big Wiggly, LCC. Big Wiggly, LCC. Hot, hot little. Uh -huh. Anybody else besides Mr. Wiles? <laughs> yeah, Bear. Bear's coming up. So remember I said one of my strengths was business relationships. So what I decided was that in order for me to make this free to the readers, I had to figure out about how much it was cost me each month to pay people to write stories, to go report on stories, and then go to potential advertisers and go, hey, look, I'm about to get a bunch of people coming to our website. By the way, we have 100,000 unique visitors to our website every single month, right? I'm about to get 100,000 people to come to our website every single month, and they're going to read stories for free. So wouldn't it make sense for your business if you want to sell uh, steaks or you want to get people to come to the fair uh, or you want people to make sure that you know we're the uh, predominant uh, healthcare organization in our community or that you can get free tuition at LCC. All these businesses, all these organizations could then get their name in front of all that news. Does that make sense? If you'll notice, I also put all those advertisers just there above the news so before you saw any news stories you saw their ads and if you click on a news story there's more ads in there but i also didn't make the ads such that you couldn't read the news you have to be able to read the news so i made it so that uh, it was uh, mobile friendly um, and that you could actually understand and read what you want to read but also supported by the ads so you can click on any of those ads 
I would appreciate it. Uh, it helps me when I go back and talk to them and say, hey, look how many people clicked on your ad, right? Uh, so that's how we did it. Um, now, where are we headed? I've told you we do uh, social media, live stream, video production, uh, web design, text messaging, email campaigns, and we even do the digital news business. So where's our company headed? Because I had this question about five years ago, how big a company you're going to be? I said, big. So we're going to be a big company. I mean, I told you we're at my goal is for us to be at a million dollars in uh, 2025. That is my goal. So how do you get there, BJ? Well, one thing that we're doing is I partnered with a, a group out of Lexington, North Carolina, and it's a couple of ladies who were in the journalism field, and they decided that they wanted to start their own news news company there in Davidson County. So I helped them start that up. It's called DavidsonLocal.com, and they're doing some really big things. They've already outgrown the number of subscribers daily uh, as their local paper, and they've only been publishing for six months. By the way, we've got about 5,000 daily subscribers to our email, just the news news, 100,000 uh, website visitors. So our, 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 the model is working. And so basically what we did is I took that model and I went and helped somebody else do it. So one thing that I think about a lot is I can do something one time, I could probably do it what? Twice. A second time. If I could do it twice, I could do it five. If I could do it five, I could do it 25 times. So we, our company makes money by helping them tell the news in their own community. Why can't I find 25 other Lexingtons or Davidson locals across the country? Does that make sense? So as I help them grow and provide free news to their community, our company benefits as well because we're helping to provide the infrastructure, more importantly, the intellectual property. I've already done this. I know exactly how to coach you through this. I'm more almost like a consultant would to help them grow their business. Does that make sense? So by doing that, I'm leveraging the resources and the talent of my team that's in the office to help somebody else do something free for their community. But they do it through advertising by telling their own local news as well. We're just on the, the support mechanism. So that is how we're going to grow. And that's one, one way we're going to grow besides the fact that we're going to grow via our social media clients. So that's a lot about our business. I could tell you a lot more. And we'll tell you this, that um, in about, by the time I'm finished with Match My Media News News, it is going to be a competition uh, between um, uh, either Google or Amazon and the folks who own USA Today as to who's going to buy us out. That's kind of how I see it. And the reason why I see it that way is because if I can help develop a network of local uh, digital newspapers across the country, that's going to have a lot of value to a large organization to come by. In fact, they may even buy it for me and then pay me a lot of money to stay on to help consult with them to help do it more times. That's the way I see it all going down. And it was, the cool thing about it is my team is going to benefit that entire time. Every time we, we make more, more money and I'm able to sustain our business, I help make sure my team is taken care of in the process. Because my team is really important to me. I cannot do this by myself. It might be my ideas, it might be my drive, but I can't do it by myself. So uh, that's a little bit about my talk. I could talk to you all day. I also don't want you going to sleep on me either. Uh, does anybody have any questions about anything I've said or any thoughts? Something you want to pick my brain about something? How did you just start it? Like, you, said, you just grabbed your phone and started recording? Yeah, so um, what I did was you saw how much planning I went into thinking through the business. I didn't want to start something and fall flat on my face. I've, I've always been willing to fail. I didn't want to, so I thought, how do I think through this? So 
what I did was I, I lined up uh, some investors. I got some money in and gave me a little bit of confidence that, hey, I might be onto something here. If they're willing to invest money in me, then maybe I am on the right tr track. And uh, I went on Facebook one day. I, I don't know if it was just a video I posted or a live, or I just made a, a long text post. And I basically just told the world, hey, um, I'm starting a social media marketing company. And if you know any business owner that could use help with figuring out Facebook or Instagram or, uh, I mean, think about this. When I started this business, TikTok wasn't even around. TikTok was in China, but it wasn't here. Like none of y'all were on TikTok when I started this business. So imagine how much my business has changed just in the past year, just adding this idea of TikToks to, to some of the things that we do for our clients. But I just said, hey, look, this is what we do. This is what we could help you. I think by investing in us, you're gonna help your company grow. And um, made that post, I had two phone calls that day. And I went and met both people. One of them became a client and is still a client today. The other one never became a client. We actually helped her with a website. So we did do something for her, but we never did what I thought we should do, which was actually manage her social. And she doesn't have much of a social presence now today. Uh, so I actually did it with my cell phone. Like everything I did from the beginning was with my cell phone. I eventually figured out that you could buy like what he's got like a, that's called a monopod, but you can buy like a tripod that's got, um, it's something you can hold with both hands. It's called a smart rig and I could put my phone inside of it. So then I could mount a light or mount a, a microphone. So as I, knew I needed to figure out how to get better at something, I would just buy a little gadget here, a little gadget there to help me get better. And eventually I've got a full studio, right? We still use our cell phones to this day to do a lot of social media because it is, it is heavily driven by your phone, but, um, but not most of our work is not through that now. So here was the thing I want to mention, especially to your seniors, but it applies to everybody else in the room, is I'm really big on doing what makes you happy and go all in on your strengths. I told this to some East Carolina uh, MBA and uh, junior, senior level students uh, just last week. Uh, in school, if you've got a 73 in Mr. Wallace's class, school's gonna try to get you to bring that up to an 80, 85, right? Uh, versus if you had like a 90 in a math class to try to get that up. I'm always gonna encourage you, no offense Mr. Wallace, <laughs> to go with the one that you're great at and get better at it, right? So if it's math, I want you to go all in on that. If it's science, go all in on science. If social studies, if it's welding, I don't care what it is. Because if you go all in on your strengths, I believe, I might be wrong, but I believe you'll live a lot more uh, happier life. You'll be happier, you'll be more productive, uh, and then everything else in your life will work better if you go all in on what makes you happy, okay? I'm going to encourage you to get a four-year degree. I think you should. But that doesn't mean it's for everybody. You know, had I had the idea of Magical Media as a junior, I probably would have stayed in school because it wasn't it wasn't a Facebook kind of groundbreaking idea, right? But it is enough to make me happy every day. I, I deal with business, computers, and politics. That's something that makes me happy. I, I love doing it. I love connecting with politicians, interviewing them, running for office, uh, being engaged in the political process. I'm in business every single day, and I use a lot of cool technology I mean, who'd ever think I'd be on TikTok, right? I mean, so the, the kind of things that we do is a lot of fun. Uh, and I just want to encourage you to go all in on your strengths. Is that fair enough? Okay. Any other questions? Yes, sir. Good.
Well, I've enjoyed it. Thank you all for your attention this morning. I really appreciate it.